0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. Today on the show I have Verla Forche. Verla is an author and retired nursing professor and tells us her story with lupus. After finding out she had lupus, she felt she was living like a prisoner in a cell. She found some research about green space that completely changed her life. Today we talk in depth about the importance of green space, trees, and how getting outside can literally change your life. When we were recording, we were within the quarantine space and talked a lot about how important even looking at nature is during a time like this, but also at any time. I love this conversation and I'm totally on board with how nature can change your life. So let's dive right in. Also, make sure that you are subscribed to the Chronically Healing Podcast if you haven't already. I have a question for you before we dive into the episode today. Are your chronic health issues interfering with your happiness or are they preventing you from achieving any of your goals? I decided to take back my life from chronic illness and start living my dreams. And as you all know, therapy has been a huge part of that for me. Because of therapy, I have been able to work through some deep emotional and mental healing that has gotten me to where I am today. That's why I'm so, so, so excited to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. My husband recently started using this service, and we've been loving the fully remote option for professional counseling. BetterHelp is an affordable option for online therapy, where you'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions with your therapist. There will be a special offer for all Chronically Healing listeners to get 10% off your first month of therapy by going to betterhelp.com slash healing. That's better, H-E-L-P slash healing. I will have that link for you guys in the show notes. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's podcast. Now let's jump into the show. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Chronically Healing Podcast. Today on the show I have Verla. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Jesse. Of course. I'm so happy to have you here today. We were just chatting a little bit before we got started, but how about you jump in and kind of tell us more about you and your story?
1: Okay. um, Well, I guess it starts with my kind of retirement story. About three years ago, I was 63, and I had just retired as a nursing professor. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd been a nurse and a nursing director for 40 years, and I was really looking forward to retiring to my hometown, which is Pine Falls, Manitoba, just north of Chicago there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, we have a cottage on, like, Winnipeg, and I, I could just see it. I was just imagining being swimming in the lake and lying on the warm white sand, and um, then in the winters, going walking in the bush and the ski trails. And I, I, But there was a few things I needed to do beforehand just to wrap up, and one of them was just a routine doctor's appointment for a little rash I had on my face. Mm. And um, the appointment took way too long. Mm. Um, She found more rashes. She found bald spots that I'd just been ignoring on my head, uh, you know, changing my part. And then she asked me questions about fatigue and joint pain and all this. And then I had a really bad feeling when she reached for my hands and said, "Uh, we'll do a biopsy and blood work, but I'm pretty sure we're looking at systemic lupus. And then she said, "We'll put you on Plaquenil. Oh, that's the drug of choice. Um, avoid the sun because that could make your symptoms worse." And when she said that, mm-hmm. <laughs> imagine how I felt. Yeah, at that moment, because all my dreams were outside. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I just, I just felt like all my retirement dreams were shattered, and um, uh, yeah, I didn't know what to do. But I did, I did end up going home. Two Pine Falls. I stayed um, inside just because I I got kept getting sicker and sicker, mm-hmm. so that was no hardship. I mean, I just didn't feel well, and um, you know, one day I was just lying there like a prisoner in a cell. Like I could never went out really. And we, I joined all these lupus support groups from all over the world, and I wouldn't even give any advice or anything. I just scroll through and mm-hmm. just look at what they were saying because I was so confused. And um, and then uh, one day, one lupus support group member said, well, everybody else was saying, oh, we feel like vampires where I have to stay inside and all this. And uh, one said, on oh, going outside, so far so good. I put on my hat and sunscreen and off I go. And I thought, mm. what? And she looked good. And I thought, what? Have I been doing? And so it was full sun, hot day. I just grabbed a hat, went outside, and as soon as I got out there, I felt amazing. Just amazing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was a nursing researcher. That's what I did, very conventional research. And, but when I came back, I remembered, hey, I'm a researcher. Why don't I try to see if there's any university type studies? peer-reviewed on what exactly happened to me out there. And so I just devoured this research. It's in so many different disciplines all over the place and not really in the public domain completely, although it's more now, but in so many different areas and, and definitely not in my doctor's office. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so I just found this stuff that was really, really helpful for me and I knew it would be helpful for a lot of other people. So I wrote a book called Take Back Your Outside Mindset.
0: Yeah, so was that, um, you had mentioned, it's called like green research, is that
1: what it is? Yeah, uh, that's right, Uh, green space research. And that's a big, like an umbrella term for your backyard, your little parquet, even if it's got cement in it. Mm All this stuff was done in urban areas, not in, uh, not in forests, you know, like in Japan, it was done in forests, but everywhere else that I looked because uh, my kids are in big cities. So I wanted to know that, how they could get. So it's, it's anywhere where there's grass, trees and shrubs.
0: So can you explain just a little bit about like, what is that? So it's when you said, when you walked outside, you felt so much better. What do you, what do you mean by that? What, what kind of happened?
1: Well, um, yeah, so when I was inside, I had all this, uh, all these thoughts swirling around in my head, like, I'm too old for this. Why did I, why did this happen to me? And I recognized that almost like this is happening just like it happened when my, with my divorce, like me, mm-hmm. when I was, you know, about 15 years earlier, my ex-husband walked out the door of our perfect home and little in suburbia and left me with like two little kids. And I, I had that those same, like, why is this happening to me? Why am I so different? What, what's, what's wrong with me? All that. So when I, the first piece of research I came upon was at Stanford university and they were, they were looking at thinking patterns and emotional regulation and all this stuff. And they said, there's a thinking pattern called, um, what I call broken record thinking which is what I had and they said that goes away when you go in this green space and they had the research to prove it and as a nurse I thought well yeah they're just doing surveys or whatever but no they were measuring the blood flow to a particular part of the brain and that they showed that when you went outside to city places um, that broken record thinking went to that heartbreak hotel part of the brain but if you didn't, if you went to green space, you didn't have that. So what happened to me out there was that all, I, all of a sudden I had the freedom to think about other stuff. Mm-hmm. So when you ask me like what happened out there, all of a sudden I felt like confident. I remembered who I was. Mm-hmm. I felt strong. I felt like I, I just like felt like I had a new life, uh, you know, almost like a life force. And then when I went to the research, I found more and more stuff like that. So,
0: yeah, that that's crazy, and I feel like it's a feeling that I've felt before that I didn't even realize was a thing. <laughs> you know, no,
1: neither.
0: So, yeah, so I think that that's that's so interesting. I mean, even just um, we lived in the city of Chicago in a high rise concrete jungle, <laughs> you know, there were a couple of trees near us, but that was about it. But we both, um, we being my husband and I, when we would leave the city, even just to go out to the suburbs of Chicago, where it's more suburban, there's more grass, there's more trees, there's that kind of stuff. Um, we knew immediately that we needed to move because our, entire thought process are like the amount of anxiety would just be cut in half um, just by being able to be closer to nature. And so, yeah, that's super
1: interesting that there's actual like research (laughs) and stuff out behind that. Yeah. And it's great. Like it's, that was such a good move. I noticed that you did that. And I noticed that you have a, a dog that you take out and walk. And I thought she's doing all the right things. Mm -hmm. And, if if we know all this research, then it even puts it in, wires it into our head more. Like mm-hmm. another piece of research that I think is super interesting was that you, um, we live longer mm. just by being around, uh, being around some trees. And again, it's, it's suburbia. It's mm. not, um, in, and even downtown, it's not like, and, and we just live longer, 12% longer just by living there. And so. Then I found this research on fractals, and so maybe it's just looking out our windows. Mm. If our, if our win, even there's all, and there's all this other research about just being inside. What, what you can get from it, which mm-hmm. I could go into too. So yeah, it's it's, it's a good uh, it's a good move to get outside, and you don't have to be out there long to to get the benefits
0: yeah and for people listening you kind of touched on this but like if you do live in a city or you are like right now some people are stuck inside a little bit more than than normal what are some ways that you can kind of get some of that in with
1: without having it at
0: your fingertips
1: yeah thank you that's a great question because there's so much strong research and it's and it's there and it's been going on for quite a while and it's just if you look at they did this they do these experiments with um with like um university students they put them through a stressful situation and then they have them look just at a picture of nature so say you don't even have a window and what that does is the same effect as meditation does Mm -hmm. so it automatically puts these puts puts you into that um rest digest heal you don't have to meditate you don't have to do anything just looking at that picture of nature Mm -hmm. calms your breathing um you know, helps your, calms your mind? Yeah, so even right now when we're all stuck inside, um, looking at nature, uh, just a picture of nature, you know, you might notice that now we see this in doctor's offices sometime, and there's a reason for that. There's a strong research that started um, in almost 20 years ago with this Ulrich study. He was a psychologist. And what he did was he compared a group of patients, one group, and they both had um, gallbladder surgery. One group looked at a brick wall, and the other one group looked out at uh, trees, and um, one tree. (laughs) And he found that the one that looked out at trees healed faster, um, had a shorter length of stay, and um, were just happier. Yeah. And so that started it. And then now, after that, there's been studies on just taking university students and giving them, putting through, them through a stressful math question, and then um, and then looking at their heart rate, breathing, and their sort of emotional state afterwards. And they're simply looking at a picture. And if they look at that picture, they like they 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 automatically go into a more rested state and so that's your parasympathetic it's mm-hmm. it happens automatically there's nothing you need to do if you like i have a very hard time uh medi- i can't meditate i can't sit still mm-hmm. and i i can't make up positive thoughts too well either so yeah. if you just look at a picture if you're in a big um big high rise that's have it as a screensaver Mm or you know that it really does work it really does work in the in the sciences there yeah and and it's about noticing another thing you can do when you're inside um is social psychologist ellen langer i'm really drawing on her a lot and she has these noticing studies she's an artist at Mm -hmm. harvard but she, um, she 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 said she started these noticing studies when she started looking at the different shades of green in a tree when she was painting them. And but she, what, she's very interested in people with chronic illness who are aging. And so she was looking at the, this. Won't be very relevant maybe to your um, demographic. But she looked at old people in a nursing home, and she gave them each some a, she gave some half a plant to look after. Mm-hmm. And the other half, nothing to look after. And then they came back 18 months later. And the people that were noticing the plant, does it need water? Does it need this? Does it need that? They were they were more alive. There was more of them alive, mm-hmm. many more, than the people that weren't looking after anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So a plant is another. And it's not just the plant and what it gives off. It's, it's that it, you're looking, you're paying attention to something other than yourself and you're noticing.
0: Yeah. I love that so much. I think it's interesting. I think people are just naturally drawn to, not everyone, but like are drawn to plants or they're drawn to being outside. Or I know, like I said before, even whenever I'm feeling stressed, I'm just craving to just get outside, even if just for a minute. Or for me, we have a big picture window and are in the front of the house. So I'll just like sit there with my dog and look out the window at the trees and the squirrels and stuff. And it's, it feels so great.
1: Yeah. And there's so much research to back that up. Like even the, the fractal research that's done by this nanophysicist, um, Taylor, Mm -hmm. he's, he uses MRIs. So what's going on in your brain there, when you're looking out the window, um, you don't even, even if you're going, walking by the window,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you're picking up uh, these fractals, which are Normally occurring um, patterns in nature, but, but like we're made of fractals, mm-hmm. like um, and the and the nature's made of fractals. So like the insides of our lungs and and what the and the tree branches, and so so we're a reflection of nature. Anyway, that what that does is it decreases our stress by looking at it directly or passing by it even decreases our stress by up to 60%. Wow,
0: that's crazy. But I believe and it because I know, it, I feel that way.
1: <laughs> so you're actually doing, and the, the same, those same researchers who said at Stanford and then more at Chicago, the same researchers who said, you know, your, your, your broken record thinking goes away, mm-hmm. your um, thoughts, like your brain gets restored mm-hmm. because it's resting. Mm. So then, you're able to pay attention again. Afterwards, after working, you you're improving your short and long term memory, your ability to learn, your ability to concentrate, and that is actually a theory, proven theory in science too. So, so it's just a huge investment. And, and like the subtitle of my book is "Take Back Your Outside Mindset: Prevent Dementia." Mm. And my mom died of dementia. Mm-hmm. No, she didn't die of dementia. She, she had dementia. Mm-hmm. And this is what I was afraid of. And so if you have that broken record thinking and it keeps mm-hmm. spinning around in your head, that causes cognitive decline, which is, leads to dementia. Mm. So there's, there's real reasons to give your brain a break in, um, um, in, in the outside, by looking outside and going outside.
0: Yeah. That speaks to me so much. My, my grandma actually had dementia too. And I remember, um, I was much younger. She died when I was in high school. Um, but so almost 15 years ago now, but it was scary to watch toward the end. Like, you know, she just changed entirely. So can you tell us a little bit about your book and, and what brought you to write it and, and yeah, just tell us about it.
1: Oh, sure. Well, I was afraid of a lot of things. So I thought, okay, I'm taking a sharp left turn into this tree research. <laughs> I might as well go after what I'm afraid of. So I was afraid of losing my mind um, uh, just because I know that it was full of all a whole bunch of things that I never shared with anybody.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: by the way, if you have that kind of thinking, it prevents you from getting help because mm-hmm. you don't, you're too embarrassed. You don't want to tell anybody. So that. So that makes it worse because you have got all those, you know, bad things going around in your head. So, um, so I looked into that cognitive, the whole cognitive side and the thinking side. And when I found that out, I was just so excited. And then I found out there's a, a beautiful piece that done in Scotland um, by uh, Professor Mitchell, and he said, it, the first three minutes that you go outside, your confidence lifts. And he compared this to people that went to the gym and were doing anything outside. You don't even have to be doing anything; mm-hmm. um, uh, just just being outside for three minutes changes your self confidence. So, so anyway, that so that gave me the self confidence to start writing a book. And then I looked into um, my dad had MS; mm. he died way too young, and I thought I was going to die. You know, you have all those thoughts, right? When yeah, you- yeah. And then I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm going to live 12% longer just because I have a few trees around me, and I don't know why. Uh, But then I opened my book with um, uh, the atmosphere around trees may be the most powerful natural medicine that we have access to, yet most of us are completely unaware of it. Mm. And that is a quote from Diana Beresford Kroger. And she's just written a book called To Speak for Trees. She's a scientist, a botanist. Mm -hmm. And um, she's the one that first started talking about tree aerosols, Mm -hmm. which are these, um, these minute little things that drift down around trees. Mm-hmm. And it's all their, um, their antivirals, antibiotics, antiseptics, everything to protect them. Mm. If we go there in their atmosphere, we just get those. Anti-inflammatories too. Oh wow, that's crazy. It was crazy. So they don't quite know why all, but those are two things. It's the fractals and the aerosols that, are, that really sold me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, that the thinking. I know if I would have kept on with that, I had no space in my head mm. for anything. If I would have kept on with that bad thinking, maybe I'll still get dementia, but I've got a good crack at it now because I don't. And then I started going into that um, social psychologist, Ellen Langer, all her stuff, like her tips, like hold off on worry. Don't, you know, you don't have to worry now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is You know, and she has all these, other tips like that i use now in the quarantine like Mm -hmm. she says when something bad happens to you um ask yourself the question is this a tragedy for me is this a tragedy or an inconvenience Mm, i love that that's powerful especially right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then she says like you know if the worst happens like uh, she said get this mindset like, mindset is, like, how you feel about yourself and your world around you, right? Mm-hmm. So she said, get have this mindset of universal, we're all uncertain, everything's changing all the time, we don't know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, you don't know, so let's just help each other, don't try to, she said, the most deadly thing we can do with chronic illness, and I guess with this, is just to fix our mindset, like, go like, okay, I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I got this disease category. I'm going to, all my organs are going to fail. I'm going to die of lupus in the hospital. I'm going to have an infection and uh, nothing's going to help. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> and anyway, so, um, and then I looked and then I was afraid of my lupus just taking off on me because mm. I did you know like I, I as a nurse I just saw people at the end stages and how yeah. they have a weakened immune system and so there's very little you can do like you just give immunosuppressants like mm-hmm. prednisone and then um and then they're in the hospital so then they get all these hospital acquired infections and mm. uh, you know so I was worried about that and um but then when I found that that three minute go outside idea of confidence. And then there was, um, and then I found more research that says like your confidence is connected to your symptom severity. So if you're feeling more confident, like you mm-hmm. would be now with your podcasts and everything and leading the way, then your symptoms would be. Um, are less like, and they did this with asthma patients and arthritis patients. So less um, arthritis, less shortness of breath, like your confidence um, goes up or your self-esteem, right?
0: How yeah. you feel
1: about yourself.
0: That's powerful. Like I, I think m- just mindset in general, the amount that it can do to oh, to, to work through that in whatever way w- works for you. But I, I wholeheartedly believe that because even for me, like, or I've noticed with kind of like stress right now, and like that kind of tends to like lower self esteem, lower confidence, things mm-hmm. like that. I was having more symptoms. I was feeling more tired. I was feeling more like um, brain fog and just kind of like a lot of these symptoms. But as soon as I started like retraining my mind and re kind of like focusing on what I actually wanted to focus on, um, I stopped feeling that way. <laughs> so I think that well, obviously anyone with chronic illness do do what you need to when it comes to like, you know, food you eat and the way you move your body and the medications maybe you have to take or supplements, but this like whole mindset side is so much bigger than I think some people mm-hmm. know, whether you have chronic illness or not, honestly, exactly. just like overall health when it comes to mindset is empowering
1: yeah and, and we didn't get enough of this uh, information uh, you know early on mm-hmm. and and just by the fact of noticing like probably you were no you got into noticing your new work or something you're excited about mm-hmm. then that automatically puts us in the present right mm-hmm. and then we're not stuck in all this fixed old thinking the mm-hmm. fixed mindset so i i just uh yeah it's it's um and just a slight shift like we don 't have to change the world, right I we'll just go like, Oh uh you know maybe uh maybe i 'll notice like Ellen Langer says, just notice one new which I notice you do with your dog like she mm-hmm. says, notice one new thing um about something you thought you already knew mm-hmm. yeah or or if you 're sitting out on your deck, I notice you're going to do that after mm-hmm. this So, you know, it's the same, it's the same thing, right? But if you notice one new thing, it snaps you into the present and then it wires your brain Mm -hmm. into, okay, uh, you know, I'm outside. And then if you can say to yourself something like, oh, I'm out here and I feel good. Mm -hmm. That's even good. Yeah. Yeah. Bringing yourself
0: back to that like present positive mindset.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So where, if people are interested in finding out more about your book, where could they do that?
1: Uh, well, I have a website that I started, I started a blog when, um, when I started to get this, re- find this research. And then I just found that there was so much I wanted to put in the book. So my website is all one word. It's called trees, mm-hmm. And, um, my book is uh, called take back your outside mindset. It's in, uh, on Amazon. I think it's number one in lupus now. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. It's doing really well. Yeah. In, in Canada and the U S and yeah, the UK too. So yeah, I'm really, that's, you know, that's all I'm doing is, <laughs> is that. And, uh, and I'm, I'm still finding that I go to it. So, and I'm starting, yeah. So I'm on Instagram and, um, I have a Facebook group Mm -hmm. called Ditch Inside for Outside, and that's where we uh, help each other to get outside.
0: Mm, Like a community, like a supportive community
1: there? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Are there any um, like rituals or routines that you like to do every day? Do you, I'm guessing you get outside every day. (laughs) Like what are, what are some things that you try to do? I mean, obviously like our every day is different but if you had a perfect day what would be some things that you try to do
1: yeah oh thanks for asking that because what i do first thing is i try even though like i get my coffee Mm -hmm. and then i take off the alarm system (laughs) and then (laughs) and then i step out my back door and do some um I take three breaths through my nose, because mm-hmm. if you breathe through your nose, you, it stimulates that parasympathetic muscle more. So mm-hmm. so when you go outside, so I have all these tips in the book, like, so you can have this action, the mm-hmm. action plans and things. And I have a workbook that goes with the book too, so you can tick, because sometimes mm-hmm. you don't even know how you're feeling, like, I'm grumpy, I'm feeling grumpy, uneasy, and this or that. Yeah. Anyway, so I go outside, I take a few deep breaths, and I and that's all I do. And then I and I look I look into a branch of a tree and I come back in. And then I try to do that at least uh, you know, six times a day, just in between all my stuff. Mm-hmm. And then after I've done all my work, um I'll go out, you know, when I'm sort of brain-dead at two or three, or three or four, and I go out for a Walk. I don't try to kill myself out there. I just Mm -hmm. I use uh, walking poles because um, Mm -hmm. I have arthritis. And uh, yeah, and and usually I'm uh, people around here know I've written the book, so they're always keen to walk. But I've been walking by myself because I got that weak immune system, right?
0: Mm, Okay. Yeah. So you're having to social distance very
1: yeah, I'm going, going out on my, (laughs) I actually don't mind it. I'm perfectly fine. Like it's different, but it's good on, good on your own too, being out there. Right. Because you can notice more things. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And I think like, I don't know, that just, that sounds amazing to me. I I need to get outside more. I feel like when it's colder, I'm like, I don't want to leave (laughs) my blankets. I
1: know. But, But yeah,
0: it's so it's, honestly, even sometimes in the morning, like you said, um, if I get up before my husband and I let my dog out, she of course is very annoying and like, doesn't want to go to the bathroom when you tell her to. So I'll kind of walk out there with her just to make sure she actually goes. And, um, I always feel so much better on the mornings that I do that just because I get outside, even if it's freezing and I'm, I can like breathe, breathe in huh. that air. And like, now that it's getting warmer, I can hear the birds and stuff mm.
1: so good. Beautiful. Yeah. She's, that dog's your outside habit.
0: He is a hundred percent. Yep. <laughs>
1: yeah, Like they see, actually do say people with dogs do better at getting outside because mm-hmm. they have to, right?
0: Yeah. you. I mean, unless you want your dog going crazy in your house all day, <laughs> which I don't. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah is there anything else you'd like to tell the listeners of the podcast today
1: um mm, I think that I that there's there's much more research in that book with practical mm. tips I didn't want it to be just like a whole bunch of research and what I did is I tried to put it in plain language wow. so there's other stuff like for example there, you know that part of your brain called the amygdala, which is the fear center. Mm-hmm. There's stuff that's done, research that's done at the Max Planck Institute in Germany that mm-hmm. says that people that live around, in an urban sort of foresty area, but around trees in urban areas, that amygdala is just bigger. So it's so the environment mm-hmm. does totally change your your thinking. Mm-hmm. And so if there's like one thing to take away from this is just give yourself that medication of three minutes outside, mm-hmm. as often as you can, breathe, notice one new thing. And then congratulate yourself after that, because then that'll wire it in, like, just say to yourself, way to go, give yourself a hug. Or, mm-hmm. So that's what, I, that's what I try to do. And um, that's, that's what I hope your listeners do to get through get through this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Thank you so much for being on today. I think this is so, it's so helpful right now, but it's helpful in, in all the time. And I hope, I hope that people yeah. will go and connect with you. You said they can connect with you on Instagram too, right? What's your handle uh, over there?
1: Uh, it's my, I think it's my name and then trees, Mendes. Oh, like Perfect. trees, Mendes is in all of my like Twitter, Instagram. Yeah.
0: Perfect. Yeah, I'll have these all linked in the blog post and in the show notes so people can just click if they want to. But thank you so much for being on today. I'm so excited for everyone to hear what you have to say. And I know that I'm going to be more cognizant of being outside and really noticing how I'm feeling because I already knew that it made me feel great. But now <laughs> you've given me even more reason to do it.
1: Well, I think you're doing all the right things. And I really do thank you for this opportunity and for your pa- podcast. You're doing a great job. Thank, thank you so much for for this chance
0: of course thank you